Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to grow and mature in you, Lord, to know the deeper things that you have for us, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've sent to guide us in all truth and show us things to come. Lord, we thank you for the freedom and the victory that we have in your name, Lord, and in the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you for our redemption and our salvation, Lord. We thank you for the goodness that you show towards us, Lord, your kindness and your compassion, Lord. And we thank you for allowing us to be a part of your great plan to redeem the earth, Lord, that you allow us to go out and be ambassadors on your behalf, Lord. So we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. We'd just like to go ahead and, and thank you in advance for liking the episode, for subscribing on this and any number of the platforms where you can find a day of prayer, and for sharing it with someone else so they can be blessed and, most importantly, learn and grow in a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So thank you for partnering with us and for participating in the work of the ministry and bringing in the end time harvest and building the Lord's house making sure that the gospel goes forth throughout the four corners of the earth. So we are, mm-hmm. we thank you and ask the Lord that he bless you immensely mm-hmm. for, I'll say, laboring with us in that work. But let's get into the word, shall we? And today we're going to reread in Acts 4, verses 32 through 37. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Now was there, nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit, speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Um, in a a few podcasts ago, Daddy took us to like Acts seven, and then I was looking at verses fifty eight and comparing it with chapter four, verses thirty four and thirty five. So I'll read Acts four first. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed each one 
as anyone had need. And then if we look in Acts 7.58, after Stephen's giving his address to the children of Israel, it says, And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. So we see a similar action being done here. In the one hand, in chapter 4, the people are laying down their gifts and their offerings to the Lord to further the advancement of the kingdom and spread the good news so others had um, their needs were provided for and witnessing of the Holy Spirit and the, and the Lord in the way that Jesus had asked them to. But then on the other hand, we see the witnesses laying down their clothes at the feet of Saul, who um, fortunately for us is later changed into Paul. Um, but at, at this point, they are witnessing wickedness and ungodliness. So instead of bringing themselves and bringing their offerings to glorify the Lord, they're trying to kill Stephen, who the Lord gave a message for their salvation, their redemption, so that they would turn back and come to him. As you mentioned, mommy and dad, some of them received that and said, Lord, I'm sorry. They were repented and were washed up and made clean, but others hardened their hearts, stopped their ears, it said, gnashed at the, uh, gnashed with their teeth at him and proceeded to murder him. So I just thought it was interesting that we see it looks like a similar thing on the surface, but they're two totally different actions at the core. And purposes, yeah. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. You have anything else to share? Not right at the second. Okay. Promise? Okay. So the Lord's talking to me about with verse 31. 30, sorry. 32, where it says, Now the multitudes of those who believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he had possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And so, how, like what Lil had brought with Stephen, said they're all part of the same mind and accord, and said that they gnashed their teeth. And so the Lord is telling me that what that's important for believers to continually to test every spirit that comes their way mm-hmm. and not taking everything that the spirit says for that a spirit says you take everything the Holy Spirit says, but mm-hmm. the Holy Amen. Spirit isn't the only spirit in the world. The spirit of the Antichrist is in the world, the spirit of the age, right? The God of this yes. world, we know that there is also the devil and demons and wicked spirits that are also spirits and would also try to speak to persuade the mind of humans, uh, believers and unbelievers alike, to be in opposition against Christ. Go ahead, sweetheart. And so it reminded me of the scripture. I'm not sure where it is, but I think it's inside the Gospels. Where it's talking about where it says, he who accused you would think that he's going to, that he has done God a favor. Well, that's in John. Oh, thank you, Mom. You're welcome. And so the Lord's telling me that. What that he remind me again that the Antichrist is going to be doing with work. So it's important for Christians not to look with the physical eyes. Mm-hmm. And look, not look with their physical eyes, but what? Oh, Finish but, that out for me, sweetheart. Not looking with their physical eyes, but listening to what the Holy Spirit says. Okay, and how does that um, play into what we're, or how does it link up with what we're discussing in Acts here, sweetheart? 
Bring it together for me, baby. All right. Okay, so a couple devotional ago, devotionals ago, boy was talking about how Peter had asked for prayer, and okay. how it's important for them to come together to enter, not intercede. But to pray for Peter. Uh, corporate prayer is what you would call that, but it, it is intercession oh. as well. So the Lord is telling me that we're making sure that we're listening to the Holy Spirit and what and the spirits that the Lord sends and making sure that they're true and right, that are able to walk fooling what the Lord has for us. It then he reminded me of what Peter and John when they healed the lame man. They had to be listening to the right spirit. They couldn't just go, well, I'm going to walk right past them because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. They had to listen to the Holy Spirit and then do exactly what the Holy Spirit said to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. Amen. That we, we must make sure, um, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and another, they were not hear or follow. So, um, making sure that we take the time to learn the voice of the Holy Spirit and then put forth due diligence and effort to follow him whenever he prompts us and as he guides and leads us. Anything else, my love? Yes. Okay, go for it. It then verse 33 where it says and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of, lord, of the lord jesus and so the lord remind me that what the lord says he's, all, he's always good to do and he remind me of instead of numbers 23 verse 19 mm-hmm. through 23 let me read that It says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son a man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Behold, I received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. And we'll stop there. Mm-hmm. And so you can see that the Lord was fulfilling, that, fulfilling his word to Peter, to the apostles. And the Lord was reminding me of... Um, you've said this before, Mommy, if you have a feeling that you have to do this one thing right now, then that's not the right notion, and you don't have peace about it. If it's a kind of like a, a driving um, feeling, and it comes with terror behind it, that's not the Lord. Even when God prompts us to move, and he's like, hey, do this now and quickly, there's still a peace from Holy Spirit in there, because the love of God, does, it casts out all fear. Because fear involves torment. So that's how you can decide. And then even if you're paying attention and you're watching, the Holy Spirit speaks from the inside of us. The adversary puts pressure on the outside to drive you to move and do something, kind of uh, pressure you, if you will. God doesn't pressure us, but he does prompt us and he does help us. Okay? Yes. Okay. What else you got? And how... What the Lord gives gives us, we have to use it 
for the better of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he reminded me of if you're fishing and you catch a minnow and you're trying to fish for a bigger fish, you use the minnow to catch a bigger fish and catch more fish. So it's kind of like a seed? Yes, Molly. Okay. Um, let's see. Second Corinthians chapter 9, hmm. verse... Uh, let's see. We'll start at verse 8. And it says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. So God is the one who gives us the seeds. And it's important to use them appropriately. There's seed for sowing and there's bread for food. That was it. Okay. Well, glory to God. Um, did you have something, Layla? I just had a thought as I was um, listening to the Lord. He brought up, we see with one accord and one heart, they had they shared unity and righteousness, and we see the reestablishment of what the family should have looked like after Adam and Eve sinned. We saw the biting and the devouring and the killing of your own family members, and we read about some of that in James chapter 4 when James was like where do wars and fights come from among you mm-hmm. and going through that um, I wouldn't call it a rabbit trail but that rational thinking and getting down to the core and the root of where these things originate from and after Jesus ascended now the apostles are doing that as well with the other sisters and brothers of Christ and building the Lord's house in the way that it should be but then the adversary is trying to counter that with biting and devouring and murdering and we see some of that today in our own culture we have children's children disrespecting their parents and being rebellious and then we have parents acting you know like wild hooligans as my grandmother would say it and that's not how the family should be we should be helping each other building each other up and encouraging them to press on and pursue the lord and pursue his righteousness not whatever ungodliness comes to your mind in the moment go ahead and do that and spur them on to ultimate destruction okay you know me i'm always uh looking at what it doesn't say as much as what it does say Mm -hmm. okay and if we jump over to the interlinear and um we look at the word for um common um pull that back up real quick koinos and um, it's most likely a, der- a derivative of the word for son. S-O-N? S-U-N. S-U-N, okay. Thank you. You're and welcome. so, like the sun shines on everyone, mm-hmm. it's available to all, mm-hmm. but it's not owned by anyone, not by a human. Obviously, it's owned by God. God mm-hmm. owns everything. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so, the, the, the section of Scripture doesn't say that they lived in a commune. Mm-hmm. And everybody took all their stuff and put it in a big pile. Mm-hmm. And when anybody wanted something, they just took whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. It says they didn't regard anything as if for their own ownership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that if you needed a resource, it was available to you, but it mm-hmm. didn't mean you get to keep it either. 
Mm-hmm. doesn't say that. It doesn't mm-hmm. say they sold everything and put all their money in a big pile, and when you needed money, you just took money out of the pile. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. As we'll get to in the next chapter, we're going to hear some stories about the heart condition of mm-hmm. that. There it is. Additionally, yes. when we're, we're told about um, the field being sold, um, Barnabas, who sold the, the field, mm-hmm. um, it says, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say how much either. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. say how big the field was, mm-hmm. right? Or that it was his only field. That, that it was his only field. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, in, in this one specifically, though, it does seem it does appear that um, all the money for the field was mm-hmm. brought, not just the proceeds of it. Exactly. We don't even know there was proceeds. He may have bought it for a hundred dollars and only got fifty for it, and gave mm-hmm. the fifty dollars. We don't know. So mm-hmm. it's important, I think, for people to remember. Um, not to add something that's not here. Like if I don't have money to bring to the table mm-hmm. to help others, there's something wrong. If I'm not giving things away, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. It, that's not what this is saying at all. It's mm-hmm. saying how we regard things so we understand that what the Lord has blessed us with, that we're stewards of, mm-hmm. how do we use that in the growth and development and prosperity of the body at large? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we surrender those things. It doesn't mean we're not still responsible to take care of what's been put into our stewardship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those things. And it doesn't matter whether it's something small or big. Right. We, because that's the, the field. Like I said, that's why I think we don't know mm-hmm. how much the field was sold for. Because we're not. But we have a tendency to think that, don't we? I mean, right. it, we, it's, it's really easy to, to because of, uh, at least in the Western world, our cultural influences to think, oh, my gosh, they had all this stuff and everybody just brought it all together and everybody had everything that they needed mm-hmm. from that regard. And here this guy sold this field. And it was this big pile of money. Mm-hmm. The king, but didn't say any of those things. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. amen. And with all things, God is always concerned with our heart condition. It's not about the stuff because the stuff is already His, right? It's not about that. It's about what's your heart in relationship to the stuff. Is He your God, your only God? And are you willing to obey Him with whatever He's asking you for? When Jesus was watching the people um, give their uh, their money at the temple, and the widow threw in the two mites. He said she put in more than everybody else or they other people, you know, they had more to give and they were just throwing in money. And you know what I mean? You probably could have heard it clanking in the the bucket with how much they were giving. But God said she gave more than everyone because she gave out of her lack, not because God was proud of her being poor, but because her heart towards him was that, God, you can have all that I have. I'm not withholding anything from you. All that I have and am is yours, which is what God wants from us. And when we look here. We know who our God is and we know his character by looking at other scriptures that discuss how God wants us to give and the heart that he wants us to have about it to let us know that they moved as Holy Spirit guided them, unctioned them. And um, as you mentioned, Dean, you know, whatever it was, they gave that to the Lord. It didn't, um, there was no limitation on it. Neither was there a, um, inclusion inclusion of every single thing you know they didn't strip their clothes off and go naked or you know what i mean to to have absolutely nothing because then that would be out of balance right because they said they all had things in common and they were sharing so um let's look at second corinthians uh chapter eight and uh oh i'll start for uh in verse 12 and 
we'll read down for, for a little bit. It says, for if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack and that their abundance also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. As it is written, he who gathered much had, li- had nothing left over and he who gathered litter- little had no lack. But thanks be to God who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. So um, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church at Corinth about a gift that they wanted to give. And he was saying, go ahead and put the gift together. You know, uh, come from your heart. Don't do it grudgingly. Don't, um, you know, take a, a wrong attitude about it. God doesn't mean for you to be burdened and you to be stripped so that others will have Christ is already, he, he already did all that. Um, and you can see that in verse nine says, for you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich yet for your sakes, he became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. So Christ took all that. And within this, he wants, um, he was encouraging them to have a willing heart and to understand that as God unctions you, he is doing both things. He's making sure that the other parts of the body have um, resources to be provided for. And then that part of the body will make sure you have resources. It's a a reciprocation and that's a relationship. It's kind of like, uh, if a simple way I could think about this, if you were putting lotion on your body and you just lotioned one arm, but then the rest of your body was dry and cracked and, and pain from the sun and being, um, the skin was being dried out. Does that bless you? No, no, it's better to put lotion on the entire body, right? Yes. To share what you have with the entire body as the Holy Spirit gives you um, prompting and guidance because that helps, that's what God wants our heart to be and that helps the whole kingdom go forward. I don't know if anybody's ever had dry skin and then you, you're like, oh, that itches. Oh, that hurts. Then it starts to crack and burn and you're actually impeded in your movement because now you're distracted by something that's lacking. So the Lord decided and chose to minister through people in the earth and having a willing heart, first of all, towards God, but then also towards your brother and sister is vital for keeping the love of God flourishing in your heart. And it keeps those things that uh, we find in James, right? And James is also the one that talks about if you see your brother um, lacking, Don't say be warmed and be filled. All right, have a nice night. I know you're naked and cold and hungry. Bye. I'm going to pray for you. No, take care of what his needs are. You see that, provide for it. Supply that what you're able because that is a finishing and the fulfillment of what God is asking for. Um, Yes, you pray and that's nice. I mean, that's important, but that's not the only step, especially if it's within your power to do, um, to care for their needs. But also... When you start to close up your bowels of compassion, a hardness of heart sets in, then greed and uh, covetousness, jealousies, all of those things start to find pathway into the heart of the believer, um, just as a, a result of being unwilling to give and share with um, others and the body of Christ. It's not someone taking it from you, but it's a willing get, a willingness to give. God loves a cheerful giver. Uh, we read in other places in scripture. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. 
Um, this is a lot to, to go over, a lot to of scriptures to search out and allow the Holy Spirit the opportunity to minister to you. And, of course, you can always reach out and ask questions if you have them. And you can contact us either at ministry at org or directly through our website at adayofprayer.org. We'd love to hear from you. love to connect with you and grow in a relationship together. All right? You so can. can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Just thank you for providing for us and just giving us the gifts, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for putting your word inside of our mouth so that we can go tell it to the nations. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.